0: no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr badbit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcast or on youtube at the trophy room show and if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review over on apple Podcasts. you can plop us a follow over on spotify or you can toss a buck our way over at patreon.com Slash PS trophy room. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Doing pretty
1: okay today. Yeah? Today was, other than, like, extremely tiring from work.
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: But, like, it was a good video game day today. Oh. Like, outside of PlayStation, right? Like, the Nintendo Direct was super fun today.
0: Nice. There was a lot of really
1: cool announcements. A lot. Great day for RPG fans,
0: bro. Real talk. The Splatoon three trailer where it's like D Day. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, Hilarious. That was
1: was pretty good. Uh, Like tastefully
0: hilarious.
1: The Mario Kart eight DLC uh, pack is awesome. Uh, A lot of really really cool things, and then like
0: all the announcements today.
1: We're gonna talk about it later, but like, ooh, Wolf Among Us two. Ooh wee. Yeah, no, good day on that front.
0: Yeah, I feel old because you know before the show I said I needed to get water, so I ran downstairs and ran yeah. upstairs, and I'm out of breath.
1: You well, I'm <laughs> I get that, but also yeah. like before, I'm glad you did that because you were like, I'm gonna go get the shit water from the bathroom sink. I'm like, ew,
0: yeah, why don't not? do that. Just tap. Yeah for my palate. You know, my throat gets dry midway through the show.
1: I mean, yeah, that's why I've got some power aid tonight.
0: Oh. Bam. Bam. (laughs) Hey, that looks pretty good in this shirt. Actually, it does. And yes, you're right. Our new merch. We got the Trophy Room uh, Bloodborne themed shirt. I got the Horizon themed shirt. We're looking spiffy as all heck. Links down below in the description. Or if you're a Gold member, please reach out to me. Uh, and by the way, we got the shirts and they run a little tight. Yeah, So if you want to <laughs> last call on these shirts, if you're a gold member or above, let us know. That said, a little bit of housekeeping before we start the show. Uh, this is the last week that you could uh, throw your five star review on Apple Podcasts and enter yourself to win a copy of Horizon Forbidden West. The winner will be revealed on Twitter at P.S. Trophy Room on Monday. Be there, be square, and we'll announce it then on the show on Thursday as well. So again, make sure you tune on in. Don't be late. This one is uh this one's a big one. And Kyle, we are only five five-star reviews away from hitting 250 reviews in America Whoa. alone. You believe that? Oh. Yeah.
1: That's that's pretty crazy. I'm almost about to hit that number in platinums. And that's <laughs> It's pretty nuts that they were getting that in reviews, which are way more important than platinum.
0: I mean, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and also like like Spotify again. Our Spotify five star giveaway. Add us with a picture of your five star review on Spotify at PS Review or at Mr Badbit. Enter to win Elden Ring. That will end also next week. So make sure you tune on in. It's going to be again. There's a lot of stuff to give away, and a lot of people are entering. And I, it's one of those things, Kyle, where I wish I could just give them. Everybody a a copy? Because Mm -hmm. it's just five away. It's just nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: That said, this week we have a ton to talk about. This may be the biggest episode of the Trophy Room yet, literally and figuratively. Today we are talking about if PlayStation is actually looking to acquire a Japanese studio slash developer, i.e. Square Enix or Capcom, we're going to be talking about how it's official. Call of Duty and other Activision Blizzard games will be staying on PlayStation, we're going to be talking about the rumor of a Jack and Daxter movie in the works, and Kyle, there's just so much more, like a Lord of the Rings film and game rights are up for sale, all that and more, but before we get into it, I have to thank our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And like I say each and every week, if you got us, sorry, if we got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our platinum members, Todd Burowitz and Too, sorry, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Spam and Bam and Too Soon. Congratulations, good sir welcoming a child into this world. Woo, congratulations. Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Rand, Metal Kirby, Awesome Dave, Robbie Bobby Miller, Shrubles and Bits, and Chaotic Monkey. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide and Doors, Marcus O'Neill. oh, it's just Ray, JB, the Purple Monkey, Jardis Vaughn, Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher, Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brendan Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Duane Raksha, The Good Sir, Trucker, Sloth, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Any Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vizia, The Lord Corgi, Elo two zero three two and steve flesh thank you all for being the amazing patrons this week uh we wouldn't be here without you and we're just so grateful for all of you so thank you so much kyle enough pleasantries we have a lot to talk about in under two hours so let's do this
1: uh really quickly joe not to Mm -hmm. put you on the spot this first bit of news that we're squaring up where's it from because i can't link it uh the vgc VGC. Over at VGC, uh, they write, Xbox is very unlikely to be able to buy big Japanese studios, claims analysts. Microsoft gaming boss Phil Spencer has expressed a desire to purchase an Asian game developer, quote, in particular, a Japanese studio, end quote. In some ways, Microsoft taking over a big Japanese publisher would be bigger news than its plan to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, according to Dr. Sirkan Toto, CEO of Tokyo-based game industry consultancy Canton Canton, Canton Games. Uh, to- uh, while it's not beyond the realms of possibility, Nathan Brown's HitPoints newsletter notes that Microsoft's chances of acquiring the likes of Sega, Square Enix, or Capcom were likely slim for several reasons, mostly cultural. Japanese companies are traditionally highly resistant to being acquired from overseas, with many insulated from takeover attempts by a Japanese system called Karatsu Karatsu sees a business group formed by member, comp- member companies from different industries so that they can essentially look out for each other because they own small portions of the shares in each other's businesses. Toto said any attempt at a hostile takeover would be a suicide mission, end quote, because everyone would leave instantly, adding, quote, I would bet my house this will not happen ever, end quote. And he highlighted cultural language barriers, plus Mm. the diversified business portfolio of key players, such as Konami's gym business and Sega's Sega's resorts, as further barriers to enter. to entry for Microsoft, quote nothing can be ruled out in this day and age," said Toto. But in some ways, Microsoft taking over a big Japanese publisher would be bigger news than the Activision deal. So far, no foreign game company has been able to acquire a Japanese studio, and I can guarantee you there have been attempts from both Western and Asian players. End quote. Japan's game developers have consolidated in the past, but as many modern publishers show, including Koei Tecmo, Bandai Namco, Sega, Sammy. Sega Sammy? That's really what it is? Okay. And Square- oh, that's that's me. That's not written. That's just me <laughs> taken aback by that name. And Square Enix. This has been virtually entirely kept to domestic companies. Thus, if Japan's game industry is to consolidate, it will likely be to PlayStation's benefit, according to Dr. Toto. Quote, Sony, of course, has the home field advantage, and some of the challenges that would come up from Microsoft would not apply to Sony, he says. doesn't have to be one of the publicly traded powerhouses, but I believe Sony is at least considering making a move in Japan soon, end quote.
0: And also, I do want to give credit to the author, Tom Ivan, over at VGC. That's my bad. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I forget the author and and the website.
1: You're forgiven. I'm going to look up and see if Sega Sammy is really the name of the thing. Yeah, Sega Sammy Holdings.
0: Look at that. Wow. Uh, Mr. Sega Sammy himself named the whole (laughs) business after himself. Uh, Kyle. Okay, so there was some there was some talk in our Discord, right? Yeah. Mr. Nasty Boots, he's like, there's no way because of the strict consolidation or acquisition of rules and laws over in Japan that any of this is going on. No one's buying no one. But Dr. Totoro, and he has a PhD in something, has stated that, no, if if Sony's looking and they are looking, it's somewhere in Japan. So I want to know what your thoughts are do you think that there's some that there's something here or do you think that no if sony's going to acquire something it's going to be something western
1: oh that's interesting because
0: do... because here's the thing yeah. uh, we normally don't talk about all the acquisition talk right and we don't get, try to get high and mighty so you know while I buy you a little bit of time to think i just yeah. want to say we are taking a stop into speculation town and it's your decision Kyle if you want to go Downtown, or we just want a window shop. <laughs> I broke him. I broke him. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's fully destroyed. I like how you said I'm giving you time to think, and then yeah. you
1: said downtown or window shopping, and I had that I had that song, uh, downtown, immediately <laughs> pop into my head and threw me off. Um. I do think there is some validity there because I, going back to last week and and what I made that, you know, you have $15 to buy a studio thing (laughs) that we put up. I actually looked up at, like, the list of third-party developers that are Mm. not taken. Mm -hmm. There is a surprisingly low amount of studio developers that aren't part of a bigger thing already. Yeah. It's very, there's, like, under, I want to say 30, 40 if my if my count is 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 off so like the ones that i put in there like squares capcom ea ubi from kojima uh, remedy ioi level 5 ember labs arc system super giant and then the konami ips those are like the big ones that make sense yeah so if sony is looking to buy and super massive uh, which i didn't include in that one um those would be the ones that I think they are looking actively mm-hmm. looking to try to pick up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And most of those are Japanese based. Yeah. So I think there is some validity that Sony would be going after them. And I think it would be easier for them because Sony is a Japanese
0: company uh, at the end of company the company
1: at the end of the day. Yeah. And that it makes uh completely valid points. Uh, Dr. Toto there, because he's... Yeah, Microsoft has always been looking to try to gain ground in Japan. Yeah. Always. From day one. It was... Because PlayStation has such a strong brand yeah. in Japan. Right behind Nintendo. So, like, it is... It would be easier for Sony to do it. And it makes sense with these uh, Karatsu uh, groups as well. Mm-hmm. as They want to make sure that the Japanese... Business ethics still are maintained yeah. through that thing. So like it makes sense.
0: To me, like I'm I'm of two minds because if you know, if it is so hard for an outside entity to come in and purchase one of these publishers, a part of me then feels a little safe of like, yeah, maybe I don't have to pick up a square or a sure. arc yeah, system yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. I can just, you know. I, I can then focus my efforts in in Europe. But to I can me, still make
1: those deals of timed exclusive type of things.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean just take a look at Square. Like if anybody picked up Square, they have so many timed exclusive deals with Square and I'm sorry, with uh Sony and and Nintendo that it's like, well well why? Because you you're gonna still have to honor those contracts. It's it doesn't make much sense. I feel like though, Japan makes sense for them because it's about keeping things safe. Like these rules and regulations, as I'm aware of them are becoming more and more lax. And we have seen some Chinese companies actually start purchasing, uh, Japanese companies. So to me, it's like, okay, we need something because Microsoft has changed the game or will change the game in a few years where it's not about the console. It's about content. Uh, and what your library is going to look like so if i'm sony the reason why i'm not looking at japan is like you know i saw some people say cd project red it's like why eh. that doesn't make any sense for them they don't have a good relationship uh their games i don't think are frequent enough and i mean with the the cyberpunk fiasco kind of hurt their reputation so you go well why not ubisoft ubisoft has Thousands of employees. I think it's like over 10 or 20,000 employees. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. The way that that company is structured, it's just not friendly for an acquisition. So couple that with the fact that uh, you have so many of those allegations made towards Ubisoft. I feel like if you're Sony, you're just like, I don't think that this is the best move for us. In all honesty, I think, you know, Ubisoft will go eventually. They will will get bought out by someone, but I think they're going to have a harder time finding a buyer than most publishers out there. So if you're Sony, you can't go out there, buy a EA or buy a 2k. Your only real option then is to go into Japan. And mm. where does that leave you in terms of uh, what you can acquire? Because here's the deal, Kyle. Sony has Two years with eighteen billion dollars to acquire something. Now we've seen them buy that, or quote unquote, organic uh, acquisitions with yeah. partners that they've had for decades, like yeah. Housemark, like Valkyrie, Blue, uh, Point. Blue Point, and debatably Fire Sprite as well. They've had relationships with them in the past, so it just made sense, right? Yeah. And then coupled with the Bungie acquisition of last week you're probably down about $4 billion. So now you roughly have 13 to $14 billion of, of walking around money. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. taking a look at Japan and saying, okay, we need to make a move here. So my question to you then good good sir is okay. We, we all know we don't like consolidation, but it's just the, 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 the nature of it. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. This is a cycle. It's going to, uh-huh. it's going to happen. So, Kyle, you got to choose which one of these publishers to you makes the most sense. If you're Sony, you just got allowance from. Sorry, your your PlayStation, you just got allowance from Daddy Sony. Where what are we doing with it?
1: Oh man, I so this is the thing where like I think my brain and my heart say two different things. Yeah. Um. Just really quickly on the Ubisoft thing, which I don't think they would realistically buy because that would I think is that purchase would be. Way more than thirteen billion. Yeah, um, I, I just looked up because I know they have studios around the world. They have studios on literally every continent except for Antarctica. So you <laughs> saying twenty thousand employees? Like, yeah, no, that's a that's massive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. Ubi's off the board. I my brain says it might be smart to buy Capcom. Oh really. I just, I just feel like uh, that relationship goes very deep A- and to have things like Resident Evil under the PlayStation brand, mm. you know, ha- have um, all these other Capcom games that I can't think of right now, like Mega Man underneath right. the PlayStation brand. I mean,
0: you got Monster Hunter.
1: Monster Hunter. Thank right. you. That was the other Street, massive- Fighter. Street Fighter. Exactly. Like, think that, about this- the
0: relationship you have with Marvel and you could go at back and fix things with Marvel vs. Capcom. Exactly. Put some Sony characters in it. Shit, I, Kyle.
1: Exactly. Like, the, my brain says that, but my heart says Square Enix.
0: Mm, okay. Because
1: I, that is, like, my love of Japanese role-playing games came from Square Enix Final Fantasy. Right. Like, that is, that's what my heart says to the Star Oceans, the, uh, the Crystal Dynamics team, right, with Guardians now, but the Tomb Raider reboots and, and like, that is life is strange, right? Published yep. by them, even though it's outside studios. Don't know, yeah, yeah. But like that—that that is that. My heart says that's what the heart wants, but I think the brain, Capcom, might be a better fit.
0: Yeah. So okay, because like you I said,
1: stepping. I think they could still go Square Enix with the the yeah timed exclusive kind of things. Yeah, that they're doing.
0: Uh, I don't think Sega makes sense anymore. No. I, I, Sega
1: Sammy let's get it right now. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry the
0: Sega, Sega Sammy. Sammy is not He's worth Sega. my time and energy sorry Sega Sammy uh, listen I don't like Sonic this has been <laughs> I'm just drawing ben. the line in the sand I think he sucks uh, <laughs> but it's more than that their IP when you take a look at it I feel like the only real one of true value is uh Shin Megami and Persona, Persona. though yeah. Persona is huge it's like do we want to throw billions of dollars at that I don't know Instead, when I take a look at the publishers there, it can't be Konami because if you're just buying IP, those IP have to then be used by your other studios. And I'd rather see those studios make their games and not someone else's. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's Konami and I don't want it to be Konami. Well, I'm the only gyms person gyms in the internet is. that thinks that. but
1: they have, they have gyms that they have to run too, right? Exactly. But that's not Sony's
0: casinos. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's just, there's too much there. Um Then we get to Square Enix and we get to Capcom. Now, Kyle, I'm opposite of you. Okay. My heart goes with Capcom. Yeah. When I take a look at Capcom's catalog, I get hyped. Like if Sony was just like, and we're dropping this right here, right now, this, that would get me fever pitch excited. Mm -hmm. Um, because I love Mega Man, though. I suck at it. Um, I really enjoyed Monster Hunter and yeah, Street Fighter. Like in yeah. Resident Evil, oh yeah, my God, exactly. so good.
1: Potential Dino Crisis, right? Like that's.
0: Yes. And so. Onamusha,
1: that's Capcom too, yep. right? Yeah. Oh my that God. There's a lot
0: cool. of things we could yeah. do. So Capcom makes, I think, a lot of sense um, because of that fighter section as well. Though rumor has it we have Street Fighter again, or Sony has Street Fighter again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you take a look at Square. And I feel like if you're Sony, you have to take a look at your portfolio, see what you're missing. And you see that they've been filling it out. And so when you take a look at like them going, we don't have a live service game, we need help with live service and we don't have a good shooter. Bam. Destiny just comes in for the save there. Right. Um, If you're then taking a look at your portfolio, we lost RPGs and we lost Western RPGs big with the Bethesda deal. So let's lock down somewhere that has a crap ton of RPGs. And I just feel like that company is Square Enix.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. With
0: Final Fantasy and, and, and Chrono Cross and all that stuff. So I, f- I feel like that makes the most sense, though I am not a Square Enix fan uh, mm-hmm. one bit, or, or that knowledgeable of them. Though I will say it then gives PlayStation the opportunity to say, okay, Similar to Bungie, Square Enix, you are a vertical acquisition, meaning you are part of the SIE banner and not part of PlayStation Studios. You could remain Mm multi-platform. And then take the Western Studios, Eidos and and, uh, Crystal D., and then bring them into PlayStation Studios so that they can then work with Herman Hulse and the Western team. Because I feel like the friction is cultural between Square and the Enix side. Yeah. So to me, I, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. And that's what Sony would want. And without burning any bridges with Nintendo, though, I mean, they don't have a working relationship anyway. But you want to play as nice as you can. And make the illusion seem, hey, it's all about just filling our catalog, and it's not about us being or taking anything away from players. And I feel like they've made that president with the big acquisition of Bungie, and I think they'll make it here.
1: Yeah, I I, I do uh, want to shout out Square Enix. Also, Dragon Quest is massive. Yeah, so I know people yeah. are yelling uh, yelling us <laughs> for not mentioning. Also, to, for Nakachaka, uh, Nier, know, Chaka near near is Square yeah. Enix too, so that would be huge. Yeah, I. It it does make sense, and that is something that I forgot. That yeah, Sony do, is out of nowhere, like out of the RPG world a little bit. Yeah. So that would make more sense than than Capcom would, because they have plenty of action adventure kind of things. Yeah.
0: I mean, it would fill the catalog of fighter and in a oh yeah for sure in, a, in horror, but like yeah, RPGs are huge, and that that. IP carries so much weight. And again, you already have such a big working relationship with them with all their tentpole titles. Like, you already have Final Fantasy on lock and Forspoken, whatever mm-hmm. that game's going to look like. Um, you still have those on lock with them. Yeah. So you have, and even, like, you've reworked the Final Fantasy 7 remake to make it pretty much just a PlayStation exclusive. So to me, this is like, let's just, you know, let's just put a ring on it. Let's just take Square Enix to prom, because I feel yeah. like that one is... That was the one PlayStation wants that Absolutely. said. Um, I do want to put in a question or or add a question here at 815 a- a- over on Twitter asks if Sony buys square Enix, how will that affect the relationship of the JRPG market as it's a main dominant on PlayStation and switch with the latter being extremely popular in Japan. And I want to add that PlayStation not as prevalent as it once was in Japan. No. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be, I think, this would affect the JRPG market heavily, right? This would affect PlayStation's reign in Japan. I would, I would believe, quite For heavily sure. as well.
1: Um, but I also am leaning towards the that they would allow all these JRPGs to still come out on Switch and stuff. Sure, if if applicable, right? Like yeah. you're not, we're not seeing FF Seven remake on Switch anytime soon. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I think it would affect it in some ways. I think it would give it a boost to Sony for sure, in in Japan uh, because that is something PlayStation is losing its focus on.
0: Yeah,
1: everything is is it's what everyone outside of the PlayStation ecosystem likes to take jabs at, over the shoulder, third person action open adventure open world. world.
0: Uh, it's just uh, a story that I watch. It's
1: dead <laughs> and all that stuff, yeah. like. It is leading that way more than right. when you think of PlayStation 1. I think of the RPGs that I played, the JRPGs right. I played on PlayStation 1. So, yeah, I think that would give a huge boost to PlayStation Japan yeah. and something that would give it its identity back.
0: That, I mean, there has to be more of a reason as to why Japan's studio isn't there anymore. Mm. right like those games stopped hitting and I feel like if you make a a new hub that is Square Enix your quote unquote Japan studio I feel like that would revitalize yourself in that region and as well as like Horizon is an action RPG right Um, you have I believe it's London studio or Fire Sprite working on a fantasy RPG as well Mm. so if you kind of have like the portfolio look you're looking at it going okay we only have two rpgs but we could fill it out more with some some jrpgs and that gives us some variety i think that makes a lot of sense uh if you're sony
1: well and like in some ways they did with ff16 yeah
0: they're
1: like hey you're you're with us and you're console exclusive yeah yeah i think fill that void until they make it permanent that makes sense to me
0: yeah, uh, Mystic Steve writes: What would you rather—a big acquisition to access the already successful IPs, etc., or the smaller acquisition for indie devs with great creative energy?
1: Uh, that, that is the question. Like, yeah, I would love to have successful IPs under the PlayStation Studio belt. Yeah, but I look at like Ember Labs and Super Giant and what yeah. they could bring to PlayStation Studios. Those are massively talented teams Both at the opposite ends of the spectrum Like yeah. Supergiant's been doing this for a long time now And, and just pumping out Masterpiece games After masterpiece games right. Ember Labs' first game Was stellar mm-hmm. So to to see what they can continue to do Underneath the PlayStation Studios Umbrella is extremely exciting
0: Yeah uh, I don't think Sony gave me $18 billion to go out there And buy Ember Labs though no, no, yeah. no, no. So, I like, to me, I, w- with the wallet that, that has been given, I must it. something. <laughs> I, that's just the logic I have. I could be totally dumb and stupid. I probably am. But to me, I'm like, if, if I've been just given a large chunk of change, it is to buy a publisher and a few developers, partners that we have. So, you know, we're going to talk about Haven later. We're going to talk about, you know, deviation and, and all that. It's to probably infuse your studios as well with, with cash and then go out there and buy a couple more studios. But I don't think like indie devs, like super giant are interested in the slightest. No, absolutely not. To, yeah. to be that. So maybe, yeah. maybe Emberlaps though, but yeah, I think we're going to see a combination of both. And I think we're going to see them in a few weeks. In the all honesty. Yeah. Uh, Cypher Primus writes with Square Enix, obviously being the top choice, which other Japanese studio or publisher, uh, do you think, will make the most sense for Sony to acquire.
1: Go ahead, Joe. Just say
0: it. No, I'm not going to say From Software. Oh, I'm, you're not. I, no, okay. no, 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 no. Because a lot of people are like, they only think of PlayStation or Xbox when it comes to acquisitions, of how does it benefit them? But really, if you're approaching a From Software, how does this benefit them? How does it be, Like From Software is already doing what they want. Bandai Namco just gives them all the money in the world. They know these games are incredibly successful. So you just keep on doing what you're doing. You're content. Mm. As much as I love a, a Bloodborne from, from, that's not happening. That's not happening. That's fair. What I do think is, um, there were two two rumors last year that someone was talking to Square, and Square was like, no one's talking to us, you're crazy. And that someone was talking to Arc System Works, mm. uh, the creators of Guilty Gear. Yeah. and that's another way of locking down a fighting game dev and when you bought evo i feel like playstation has a vested interest in fighting games um so yeah i i just think people like arc, uh, arc system works uh team ninja is it would be a great pickup they're pretty talented though you know strangers in paradise um let's say otherwise let's kill know. chaos but well, Nioh, one and Two are skin. so good yeah. <laughs> you know. Let's just let's just think about those games. Uh that's probably where I would go. And probably where PlayStation's going to.
1: So I I'm gonna bring up two other ones. I oh, think it's obvious case. an obvious choice would be Kojima Productions. I don't
0: think that's obvious. I'm like, how much longer do this guy got? Huh.
1: Uh, I I I think he's got a lot left in the tank.
0: You think he's creating to the day he probably. Yeah. Yeah. Daytra yeah, stops. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh the other one Maybe it's not obvious to you, and maybe not to the forefront, but it was part of that little bingo card I made. I think <laughs> level five
0: oh. would bring that RPG
1: gap as well that mm-hmm. PlayStation is missing. Under one, one major caveat though. What's that? Like they, they've obviously make some fantastic games lately. Like I haven't played the Yo, Yo- Kai Watch games. Yeah, I know they're too. big. Uh, but, like, Nino Kuni was great. I mm. love Nino Kuni on PS3. I didn't love the sequel. Right. Um, but I don't think, actually, now that I'm looking at it, I don't know you if don't that was. You know, <sighs> yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, but, like, I would specifically say, like, we would love for you to go back to, like, the PS2 era mm. of Level 5. Because the PS2 era of Level 5 was Dark Cloud. Mm-hmm. They made Dragon Quest VIII, which is one of the best Ooh, JRPGs yeah. ever made, and Rogue Galaxy, which is one of the most underplayed and underappreciated RPGs ever. Okay. Had Will Friedle as the voice, as the, le- the lead uh, character in that game. Hmm. Uh, the older brother in Boy Meets World, if you're I saw nothing was clicking. Nope. <laughs> uh, Rogue Galaxy is is. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. And it was on the end of the PS2 life mm. life cycle. It's one of those like uh God of War one type right. of things where I played it on PS3. Mm. So like they they're very clearly are super talented on making RPG JRPGs, so that they could fill that void just as well as okay. then you know buying the giant screen next. Yeah. Of, of thing.
0: I like it because you have the JRPG knowledge. Me, I am the Western RPG guy. So, this like, and that's why to me, I'm like, Capcom excites me more, but I don't think it's them as much as I'd love it to be. Now, Toxic writes in, out of all the big uh, devs and publishers out there, I'm curious if you guys have a particular preference to see Sony buy out. Uh, obviously, we don't want to see acquisitions happen at all. So, uh, most of these games can stay multi plat, but uh, we are kind of beyond that point now. So,. Out of the likes of Square Enix, EA, Capcom, Sega, U- uh, sorry, WB Games, etc., who would you like to see come to the Sony brand? Me personally, it's all about Square Enix, BB, and Final Fantasy. I think I'd die if Final Fantasy became an Xbox exclusive.
1: I mean, I own an Xbox now. I would still mm-hmm. play them, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt me a little bit inside. Yeah. Uh, it's so sad that I have this brand loyalty like seared into my brain <laughs> and my heart. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Square Enix for the same reasons. Uh, but then I would go WB Games immediately after that. Yeah,
0: I would I would just skip everything and just go WB. WB Games. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna end up. Per- Listen, to me, I feel like at the end of the day, someone someone's taken out WB and someone's taken out Ubi to the prom. We just don't know who. And, um,
1: you made a very good point, though, with WB Games. What's that? Of, like, most of their stuff has such huge intellectual properties yep. attached to them. Yeah. I don't know how that paperwork even looks like.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like...
1: Like, would it just be the studios, and then you're not bringing along studios. Batman, you're not bringing along Harry Potter, nope. you're not bringing any of that stuff AT&T along.
0: has Batman, and they're like, this is yeah, ours. Yeah.
1: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. They ain't going anywhere, unless they get... Bought out by someone when that merger finishes.
1: Yeah, and that wink, would include NetherRealm too,
0: right? Yep, that would include NetherRealm. Correct. Uh, to me, yeah, it would be WB. I wanna, I wanna make sure they're they're at a good home <laughs> 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 and they're not bought by Amazon because that is my true yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of this acquisition talk. Do I think this is happening? Yes. Do I think when it's it's? I would say soonish but not too soon because they probably would have had this done by the time they had their earnings call. So Mm. I would expect this in like April, May. All right. Yeah. Maybe March.
1: Do we see that as during a potential PlayStation showcase state of play, like a bigger one?
0: Oh my God. That would be cool. If there was some pageantry along with it rather than just a blog post. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I'd like
1: that. I I, I would very much like that. Yeah.
0: You know what I would also very much like, to continue playing my Activision Blizzard games on my PlayStation, and it looks like I just might.
1: (laughs) Joseph Scrambles over at IGN writes, Microsoft confirms Activision Blizzard will release games on PlayStation beyond existing agreements. Microsoft has confirmed that Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles will not just be released on PlayStation to honor existing contracts, but beyond the existing agreement and into the future. Sorry, my brain shut down for a quick second (laughs) in a piece published to explain how the company will adapt to to gain regulatory, Oh my God. Regulatory approval for its Activision blizzard takeover. President Brad Smith addressed concerns that popular games would no longer be available on competing consoles. Quote, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them, wa- make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love, end quote. Previous reports have indicated that the next three Call of Duty games would come to PlayStation, but not indicated what's beyond that. Smith added that Microsoft would be looking to assure the same for Activision Blizzard games on Nintendo consoles. Quote, we are also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business, end quote.
0: Mm. This is
1: to say nothing of brand new games developed within Activision Blizzard after a takeover takes place.
0: Yeah, it looks like any new IP that they make that will be theirs. And it seems like, some existing ones, so we are assuming uh Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, games like that, um, games that are a service. They will be on multi-platform.
1: Do you think that would include like a new Crash game, a new Spyro? No, I
0: think that's theirs. I think that's theirs. Mm, I think that's theirs. Uh, that said, I wanted to ask the the you know the audience because we yeah. have what a lo- lovely audience. What they thought. Um, Captain Logan writes, "Really surprised, considering how the Bethesda uh, acquisition is being treated with their games. I have to assume a lot of this comes down to the cash brought by multiplats and development resources for multi or for multiple consoles." Kevin Ainsworth writes in. It's a win-win for everybody. PlayStation gamers get to keep Call of Duty and other IPs that they've been accustomed to. And Xbox gamers get the day one game pass treatment. I said the G-word and I apologize. More games for more people is good. Uh and then I wanna uh add in Jonathan G. As a gamer, it's a win, but there's a mis messaging here as a first-party organization under Xbox. Why not bring Halo and Sea of Thieves to PlayStation then? it, if it was just Call of Duty, then I understand that they'll have to treat it as a Minecraft scenario, but that's not the case. And I think they'll bring in more games from Activision Blizzard King to PlayStation. That's a good point, Jonathan G. Now, a lot of this does also seem down to the fact that they are trying to play nice Um I think they called it like the charm offensive, where they're trying to charm the government, and if in just in case the government fights back, going no, 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 we don't like this. I heard that they're going to use the Chewbacca defense. That being said, Kyle, <laughs> that's a deep cut South Park re- reference. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. If you dig it, you're you're my favorite person. Um, th- that said, I don't care what and why this is the the, the case. It's the case. Mm-hmm. right i understand why xbox fans may feel a little bit done dirty because they're like yo i thought this was just gonna benefit us this was for us why you do this um and i understand why playstation fans would be happy right now because they're not going to be yeah. as affected as they once were
1: it's the reverse of the feelings of uh, the bungee acquisition
0: yeah. yeah yeah i'm fine with this this I'm is fine. Yeah, this is okay, um, you know. To me, uh, I like what Blessing Adioli said on Twitter. He's just like, uh, you know, you don't you don't make an acquisition of sixty eight, but let's round up sixty nine yeah. billion dollars um, to make the largest piece of that pie graph to alienate them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: there's a point to the way that you know a lot of people are like, well, you know, PlayStation got that exclusive deal you know, for all the DLC and stuff. if people moved over to PlayStation. My argument to that is they still gave you the choice to move over to PlayStation and PlayStation won because it was debatably the better system to get in terms of the IP and where those deals were Mm -hmm. coming from Mm -hmm. by just saying, and closing the door on PlayStation fans, I guess the Xbox bean counter said, no, this would actually do a lot harm to the brand of not just call of duty, but us, and a lot of players would be upset. And as Call of Duty is on the decline, you don't want to upset those players. You want to sure. give them choice. And how you incentivize them is with it being day one on Game Pass and just like with Halo, every month you get a cool little Call of Duty you know, weapon skin or a charm or whatever. And I feel like that's how you wean people off a of PlayStation onto Xbox if I was Microsoft. So. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. I, I think... I forgot who who said it among the three that you read, Mm -hmm. but and something I realized that I don't think I spoke too clearly on when this happened was this is different from Bethesda because Bethesda games are mostly single-player standalone things, Mm. right? Like, you, you, you play the game, there's no ongoing lobbies or right. updated player
0: and even the ones that, you have
1: to that are throughout the t- throughout months yeah. and years whatever
0: like even the ones that are a live service game like Fallout 76 sure are yeah. on PlayStation as well yes so I understand and, and also on that fact when it comes to Bethesda Bethesda's games are not the number one or number two top selling game every single year right mm-hmm. they don't have the world's most popular IP in the world yeah. So that's the reason why Call of Duty gets looked at differently, or why this Activision deal gets looked at differently, to you know, the government. The government. Uh, that being said, though, I do like the whole defense when people are like, "Oh, these lawyers would not be doing what they do if if uh, if they didn't know they could they could win this case." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is what the lawyers are doing. They're 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 making sure that they get the thing. Yeah. And. Like lawyers do, they lie. So, so that said, this is a good move. Um, I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I get to really the only game that matters to me, Diablo on my PlayStation. Awesome. It's,
1: a, it's such a bummer. You think that Crash and Spyro will will stay there?
0: Yeah, I I, ju- I just I have Tony that Tony Hawk feeling. too. Um, I mean that's up to Mister Hawk. <laughs> uh,
1: what about what? I oh. hate myself. What about Guitar Hero though?
0: Um, that's a good question. I would think that goes multiplat. Just yeah, because, I would think so. I feel like that game, like, there are some things where I like that game needs an audience, as opposed to like Crash and Spyro are probably cheaper to make, and so you'd be like, well, sure. this is just a nice little incentive, and in, for our ecosystem, we could lose maybe a little money here. And plus,
1: there. thinking of the the potential, Revenue. here's new DLC, new yeah. songs to buy every week like to have that everywhere yeah that that would make more sense that makes me a little bit happier
0: (laughs) yeah i love how this conversation i really thought was going to go on for 20 minutes and went on for like seven because it just like at the end of the day it really just comes down to more people get to play the game that's great and i really hate that i've been seeing a lot of people upset by this because they think that somehow there's a tally mark of like, if Xbox gets this quote unquote dub, that means PlayStation loses and they're losers or something. Yeah. I really hate that. We're it's going nice. to get to a point in the console space where it's only going to come down to an app on a piece of plastic. And you're going to see, and I'm, I, I remain adamant because I've been right so far. You're going to see a, you know, a Game Pass app on a PlayStation. You're going to see a Spartacus app on Xbox eventually. It's just going to come down to that. Both parties have realized that, and that's what you're doing when you, or that's why we're seeing all these acquisitions take place because they want to make sure that that content remains on their app. And I mean, just think about it. Xbox is definitely trying to be the Netflix. They have all these studios making all these things. Mm. They want a game a month. And if I am Sony and I'm taking a look at this going, well we don't need a game a month. That seems excessive. What about a game every 2 months, every 4 months even? You know, just look at like Disney Plus. They put out a new show every one or two months and it's the talk of the town, right? Yeah. Like after Boba Fett ends in a few weeks we get uh, you know, Moon Knight. Night. And then a month or two after that we get the uh the Obi-Wan show. And when you take a look at Netflix, it's all like, let's just throw a ton of stuff at the wall. Let's see what sticks. These Uh companies spend billions of dollars to make sure that those shows you're going to, whether it is, you know, a stranger things, whether it's the production value of a, of a Disney plus show, which is insane. They want your eyes on their screen and in their app. So eventually it really just becomes that subscription service. And as weird or scary as that may sound, change is weird it is at the end of the day i'm dying a good thing don't die i had I? I had i had hot sausages for dinner
1: hot sausages yeah as opposed to it's cold spicy sausages? It's oh spicy, spicy. You got okay. some heat to them okay i literally just thought temperature mm-hmm I was like, yeah, <laughs> duh. What, do you eat cold sausage? Why?
0: So what I'm saying is in an hour, I'm in danger. <laughs> Speaking of what's in danger, let's talk about the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit Ooh, IP.
1: Cynthia, Cynthia Littleton over at Variety writes, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film and gaming rights up for sale. Hollywood is about to stampede into Middle Earth. An array of movie, merchandising, gaming, and live event rights to Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and other titles from author J.R.R. Tolkien are coming up for auction now that the Saul Zients Company has decided to sell its Tolkien holdings. Uh, Zients Company has hired ACF Investment Bank to handle the sale process, which is unfolding this week as bankers make the rounds of the logical Hollywood buyers. The Tolkien properties are projected to fetch at least $2 billion based on recent high valuations for top-tier IP and content producers. Representatives for Zion's company and ACF declined to comment. The timing of the sale process is not accidental. Amazon is set to premiere its long-awaited mega-budgeted TV series rendition of the enduring Lord of the Rings saga, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, on September 2nd. Amazon is at the top of the list of prime candidates to pursue the additional rights now held by Zions. The mm-hmm. Zions Company holdings encompass rights to exploit oh my goodness. Rights to exploit Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit properties in film, video games, merchandising, live events, and theme parks. It also includes limited matching rights should the Tolkien estate decide to make movies or other content based on two compilations of Tolkien writings that were published after his death in 1973. Oh, you
0: could skip all that. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're having a trouble. You're having trouble with some of the pronunciation. I'm trying to give you a break. You can just start out Warner brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers also maintained some film
1: development rights to Lord of the Rings through its ownership of New Line Cinema. New Line had massive global box office hits and Oscar wins with director Peter Jackson's trilogy. But it's understood that in the Zions company's view, substantial live action film rights reverted back to them last year, in part because Warner Brothers had not been actively developing new Lord of the Rings and related content. That development, plus the anticipation for the new Amazon series, was enough to convince Zion's company that the time was right for a sale.
0: You know when, because I would have. Oh my
1: god, English is hard today. No, no,
0: no, no, no. There's a <laughs> lot of words that are hard to pronunciate. Here's the thing. You know someone's fishing for SEO when you mention all these names multiple times in Thank one paragraph. Thank you.
1: I, sometimes when I read these things, I'm like, "Are they? Are they yeah. effing with me?"
0: Yeah. Why no, are you it,
1: saying the same thing over and, and honestly, over? Honestly, over I wouldn't
0: have picked. I wouldn't have picked this article. It's literally an exclusive. No one else could write it right now. Oh, so yeah. I okay. was I was under pressure there. Uh, this news literally just broke as we were about to record the show. This is huge. Pretty it's it's big. I'm, WB losing the rights because they haven't made a movie um, or any real content with it, which rightfully so because those movies are magnificent and you don't oh, touch yeah
1: him. yeah yeah no no please no
0: this is scary and i want to preface this and i put this in here when we mentioned that the the person that is up front to get this is amazon mm-hmm. and people are like oh it's just for the movie rights does it say that here does it say that here in this seo paragraph
1: <laughs> no it does not
0: Guys, we have to wake up to the reality. I don't care if they try to make a Lord of the Rings MMO and it didn't work out. They just, Amazon just put out two games in the last two years that were mega hits. I'm talking about Lost Ark that just hit and it just did crazy numbers on Steam and New World, their MMO, that has done extremely well for them as well. Mm -hmm. Amazon is a coming. Amazon is a knocking. And that is why we see... Sony and Microsoft starting to play so nice to each other because yeah. it's literally them going again. Would you like to form an alliance? Because they'd rather be each other's I competition. Very
1: much would like so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then Amazon's. So this is scary, man. Cause I don't know if I necessarily trust Amazon. I mean, I don't Je- Jeff Bezos, eyes like last episode, but to me, it it's similar. Like, with Google Stadia. R- remember Stadia? It's literally getting deprioritized as we speak. It's yep. going to be a business-to-business thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those games are... Who knows what's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon's somewhat similar, but all their apps just suck. And you go there because right? you have to, not because you want to. Mm-hmm. You know? So for me, it's just... This is a bummer because I really don't want the Lord of the Rings to be touched. I get the Ring of Power is not connected to the movies, but I, I I'm just really I I don't like this. None I, of this screams fun.
1: What is the alternative?
0: I mean, that's the thing, right? It's the it's the uh, reality Disney,
1: of it. Disney buys them, and Disney has more of a monopoly on beloved IP. We're not the wrong word, but like,
0: we're just coming to a point, dude. And I know this is like a bigger conversation than just PlayStation where yeah. it's just like, man, what's happening? It's just becoming five companies. And yeah. again, we're all just cheering it on. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's like, dude, Amazon is in your everything. We're closer and closer
1: to the wall reality.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's nuts. So I take a look at this going, this is an important IP and. It might be going away from us soon, and that's that's really sad. So, so you're saying
1: potentially on the game side of things, the Gollum game might be the last one we see on
0: PlayStation. <laughs> and isn't that, for the, a truest long time. Isn't that oh, the truest tragedy? Isn't that the truest tragedy, man? <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, it was one of the uh, the Playstations twenty two of twenty in twenty two.
0: It was let, one of those games. Let, let's let's just get into flashness.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> A new Jack and Daxter flash movie. Flash, gotta run. A new Jack and Daxter movie sh- and and or show is in the works. This comes from Giovanni Calentino over at Digital Trends. Sony is eyeing another one of the iconic video game franchises for TV or movie adaptation. Jack and Daxter. Uncharted director Ruben uh, Flesher uh, confirmed that he is currently working with PlayStation on an adaptation of the platformer. And quote, I'm actually excited on working on, I'm sorry, I'm actually working on Jack and Daxter, a version of that for PlayStation, which I think would be really cool to bring to life, Flesher told uh, Digital Trends in an interview promoting Uncharted. A Jack and Daxter adaptation has been in the works for quite some time. In 2013, Blockade Entertainment set to create an animated feature based on the Sly Cooper series, which looked dope. That's not part of this article. It's a goddamn shame. Remember that trailer, Kyle? No, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. actually. Chef's kiss. It was awesome. Sh- oh, my God. Uh, it's not clear if this is a continuation of that project or a revitalization of one to coincide with Sony's renewed push into the video game based movies and TV, Sony hasn't yet announced the project, so details are scarce at the present. Just want to let you know that this is a thing that's happening.
1: This is exciting.
0: Are you excited? Does this get you yeah. pumped? Do you want to see this as a movie, a, an animated show? What What do you What do you want?
1: Ooh, here's what I don't want.
0: Okay, Chris Pratt to voice Jack.
1: <laughs> Obviously,
0: Tom t- Tom Holland to be Daxter. <laughs>
1: exactly what i don't want is a sonic version of jack and daxter where oh, like it, he enters
0: it, a real world
1: yes i don't want real humans alongside a talking marsupial <laughs> like i don't i don't want that
0: yeah that'd make me uh, upset. I,
1: I would i'd be totally fine with a fully animated thing mm-hmm. and in turn revitalize that ip and then we get a remake like ratchet and clank did along with that movie okay and it brings that franchise back for a new new
0: do you think gen. do you think not cuz naughty dogs working on three projects they confirmed it they
1: certainly are
0: do you think Jack and Daxter's is one of them you think they're going no, back to the No I don't no.
1: think it's one
0: of them. I mean there has to be a, a game to coincide with this movie they're not just
1: Yeah but I don't think that would be I don't think it's naughty dog
0: Who do you think it is
1: I have no idea I just don't think it's naughty dog
0: I think it's Pixel Opus
1: Ooh, that's a good call Because
0: they're that's working a on a call. movie tie-in game, they said
1: Oh, that is such a good call then
0: Yeah yeah. I think it's, um, write it down If Joseph's right If you I don't want know
1: if they did Concrete Genie
0: Yeah, I, I want someone to time code this So I can get to feel real smart on the yes. social of medias
1: Absolutely, that's a great call
0: yeah, uh, bring it, bring it in. I think, a, I think an animated show or movie would be cool. This would be for the kids, unless yeah. you do a rated hard R Jack and Daxter three, <laughs> like, like God intended.
1: Like uh, Jack three wasn't Jack three pretty dark?
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it was the game I was allowed to play that wasn't GTA. That was kind of like GTA. <laughs> it was like close enough. Uh huh. Another, another bit of flash news. PlayStation is rolling out another PlayStation 5 and PS4 UI beta. It improves party, or sorry, it has improved party chat uh, where you start a party, and this comes from the blog. When you start a party, you can now select either open or closed party. An open party lets your friends see and join the party without an invite. Friends of the party members can also join in. Closed party won't let you do that. This is basic party chat functions. Jesus, we are still figuring it out. (laughs) Um, This is not for the blog, just personal antidote there. Uh, Voice chat, reported feature update. If you want to report something that someone said in the party, there are now visual indicators for you to identify who was speaking. This will help PlayStation safety take appropriate action based on your report. We talked about this about a year ago. Great. You know? Oh, Sony's listening to me when I'm harassing people and calling people the N-word. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. Yeah, this is great. Uh, report yeah. those people because they're, they're awful. Uh, voice chat volume for PlayStation 4. We're really just... There's a, there was a big strike and a miss. You yeah. can control volume on your PlayStation 4. <laughs> Wowzers. A game-based Overhaul, view all your friends under the friends tab on the control menu or access player search feature and friends requests through the links on the tab. Add players to a group, create a new group directly from Gamebase in the control center. Uh, when someone is in a party and sharing their screen, you'll be able to see an on air icon. We are still figuring it out. Uh, we made it easier to decline friend requests by adding a decline button on your friend request list. Oh, guys, you can still at me at Mr. Bad yeah. You know where to find me. Yeah. Filler, filter by genre. We've added an option to filter your game collection by genre. We are still figuring it out. Letting you quickly find <laughs> specific <laughs> types of game experiences. This is great because, yeah, the, the, the library, as we're getting more and more into that digital future, Joseph gets lost. Uh, <laughs> keep in home you can now keep games or apps you choose in your home screen by selecting keep in home with the options button And you can keep a maximum of five games and apps in or on each home with these this feature i like uh, that i like that 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 one's you know You could have given me folders again I'm still figuring oh, yeah. it out yeah folders would be rad uh keep uh sorry increase apps in the home screen uh, you can now have a total of 14 games and apps appear on the home screen but like, no goddamn folders what the hell trophy ui update we updated a visual design of trophy cards to the trophy list you can also see suggestions for whichever trophies to earn on the trophy checker and access it from the control center whenever you are playing the game Voice commands, which are extremely basic, but hey, they're there for U.S. and U.K. only at the moment. Uh, More screen reader languages, which is pretty dope. And mono audio headphones for the uh, hearing impaired, which is awesome. Still no VRR support, though. So, uh, Sony, literally, what's going on? And with this new update comes a question from Regent Lord Corgi. And if you don't think I can attach more titles to Lord Corgi's name... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I got a list. I literally wrote them down. What features would you like to see added to the next firmware update? I'm still waiting on those darn folders to come back. I want VRR support. I got this beautiful LG screen. <laughs> I'm an OLED boy. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, I don't know. You're still figuring out Party Chat.
1: Yeah, it's still figuring out. Hey, we're control volume now.
0: Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what hey, a we luxury! Added a decline button for
0: friends. Whoa! Yeah, this update uh, sucks. <laughs> not great. Uh,
1: it, it is a beta, so like they're seeing what works, what not. But it should have been there to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I do th- folders would be cool. Yeah, I enjoyed organizing them. However, I do dig each game getting its own little theme when you go scroll by it. So if yep. you, they're in folders, that would eliminate that.
0: Yeah, Which I do like each. I, I think theme. If you're like you're in the system or menus, because I do like like the game pops up and it's live and it's interactive. I do and it like that. It has its
1: own music attached to each one. Yeah, play the plays. But like
0: maybe if I'm in the system preferences, I just see a screen of like Spider Man yeah. or something. Yeah, know. yeah,
1: yeah. Or just turn it off. I don't know what I would want to add, honestly. Oh, uh, I like do. I I, I really. I use my PlayStation to play games and watch yeah. YouTube or whatever. So, yeah. like, I don't go crazy with party chat. or
0: anything. True Bluetooth support. So, like, I don't need a dongle. I would love that. Mm. VRR support would love that. Uh, party chat that's not any of this would love that. Um, You know, the UI is is, to me, a step down from PS4. I really do think so. And make it so that I can literally choose. If I hold down the PlayStation button, I turn the goddamn thing off. The simplest feature. Are you
1: still struggling with that?
0: I might be. Yes. Oh, all right. Boy. So yeah. Uh, Jade Raymond making a persistent and ever-evolving online title for PlayStation. This comes from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. Last March, Assassin's Creed co-creator Jade Raymond revealed Haven Entertainment Studios, a new independent developer that would be creating brand new IP for PlayStation. And now, just under a year later, early details on the project have emerged, calling it a persistent and ever-evolving game on PlayStation 5 and PC. Speaking to a French website that I can't Pronounced nor will I try, but okay, let's go. it it go. El devour. El Divor. <laughs> Not offensive. Uh, you could. I would, I
1: would say Le Devour.
0: Le Devour. <laughs> Uh, Raymond explains, don't cancel me, please. Raymond explains Sony had initially asked the studio to present three large-scale projects with the intention of funding the idea it liked the best. Ultimately, Sony showed interest in all three, but the one Haven opted to focus on to begin with is described as a persistent evolving uh, online uh, environment that will seek to differentiate itself by other popular online games by promoting inclusion and caring. Aww. Aw, I don't think this game's going to succeed because of that. Raymond does tell the publication that Haven, which is apparently triple in size since last March, intends to push the technical boundaries of the PlayStation 5 further. And such as collaborating collaborating with the uh, PS5 architect, Mark Cerny, to better exploit the console's tech. Hide your ears. Uh Uh-oh, he's coming for him. (laughs) 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 Hello, everyone. Hello. This is Mark Cerny. And I would just like to say that with this game, I'm going to collect all your lobes.
1: I'm, so, I'm trying to. Oh no! I got transported into the silence of the lambs. Yep. With A fine Chianti. Uh, a nice uh, Fresca. What was? What was the joke we told around that time with the ear thing? With Tim
0: Cerny, his brother yeah. was it? Tim? Oh, uh, Tom.
1: Tom. Or something like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is cool. I want to know what the inclusion and caring thing is. This this kind of seems like a rare ass game. Um,
1: Is it a strand game like Death Stranding? Yeah, maybe we're like we're helping each other out in this open world and stuff. Yeah,
0: like this gives me kind of see a thieves vibes, Mm. but Mm -hmm. less pirating and more being kind to each other, giving hugs
1: to each other. Yeah, which I
0: don't know how we're gamers. We like to shoot things in the damn face.
1: I mean, you do. I don't. All
0: right. Uh, the Wolf Among I like to Us stab Two. Stab him in the back. Gas! Gasp, what a turn! <sighs> <laughs> the Wolf Among Us Two is coming out in 2023, and we got a teaser trailer that was amazing, Kyle. Oh, so good to see
1: the Fables version of mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz characters with Tin Man and Scarecrow Doing and drugs. Dorothy. Yeah, Scarecrow's just sitting there, Huffing hitting, blow. Ripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I. I'm so excited the, that music, that score started mm-hmm. goosebumps on my arm, just seeing awesome. Bigby and the neon lights and whatever Oh, I'm so excited. It's well,
0: Nagachaka writes, Sheriff Bigby Wolf is back for Wolf Among Us 2. And thankfully, using a brand new game engine from Unreal looks fucking gorgeous. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trailer? And will you guys be picking this up day one? Uh, amazing. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Katie! Katie! writes in, since Telltale is back, what IP would you like to see them tackle after they're done with The Expanse? Would you like them to create a story in a world that already exists, or would you like them to branch out and try to make their own original IP? I personally would love to see them create their own universe, their own story. All their games have been original stories in an already established world, so I would be very interested to see what they could do with a brand new IP of their caliber and experience in the realm of storytelling I reckon they could do a great job if done right again this isn't telltale telltale though this is just the name of telltale and we gotta before we get excited we do also have to know that it had an awful work environment as well hopefully Mm. this team's getting treated a lot better but honestly give me a Star Wars game Mm. give me all them choices Sure, Come a Sith or a Jedi, or just like you're again a goddamn bounty hunter.
1: I'm I'm kind of with Katie. With I want them to do something brand new on their own. Yeah, and not tied to something that that is already out there. However, let me tell you the first thing that popped in my head,
0: Backology, and I school.
1: don't know if it would work as a game. Okay, I would really love to see a Telltale what
0: we do with the Shadows game. Oh, we're done, <laughs> right, this man. Yep. Would that not be awesome? Get get a pitch deck ready. Go in the <laughs> let's, office. Let's go. Let's we're, go. We're getting this goddamn. We follow Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo is who yep. we play. Gosh, that show's so good. Please I, watch it, dude. I love the movie where they're All describing with the so intro. Good. Deacon, he's like and like yeah. Deacon is uh, old soul. He has some old ideas, and it just cuts to Deacon going. We should get slaves. <laughs> Oh,
1: Taiko Watini is a
0: <laughs> oh, genius. Goddamn gem. All right. Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition comes out on April 7th. This came out of the uh, Nintendo Direct.
1: Yeah. And I added that that thing next to it. Yeah. The Nvidia leaks are true.
0: Yeah. All these games that got leaked that was, last year. That was
1: part of it. And I pulled it up. Um, <sighs> Chrono Cross Remaster was on that list. In yeah. addition to it, an unannounced card game, too. Mm. Which is the voice of cards, the Forsaken Maiden? Okay. Which is coming out soon. There are other things that have uh, uh, have come out. Yeah, like well. the God of
0: War. Uh, God of playing? War on yeah.
1: PC. Yeah. Uh, oh man, this is Red happening. West. So, like, does this mean we're getting a Final Fantasy nine remake? Yeah. Oh, God, yes, please. Bioshock twenty twenty two is that a That's, thing?
0: It looks like.
1: I'm very yeah. very excited yeah. about this.
0: Well, you know what I'm also excited about, Kyle? What? A Sackboy Big Adventure. Yeah. You want to know why? All new Aloy and Silence costumes comes out on February 18th alongside the game.
1: I feel bad you know, that they come out on the 18th while yeah, everyone's well, give me a week.
0: Give me a week. I, I, yeah. This is neat. Like, you know, um, oh, we're going to talk about right here. Ghost of Tsushima put a Horizon Forbidden West costume in the game. and It looks rad. I got it. It's awesome. Yeah love i love the cross-pollinating between these studios i
1: I said it on twitter it's one of my favorite things that playstation studios do yeah is that they celebrate each other's games and the people that make those games and it just feels like a really loving environment in studios when it comes to like the love for each other's work Mm -hmm. and to put somebody else's work in your game is spectacular. Like, yeah. one of my favorite things of Ghosts is, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but there's an Easter egg after you beat the game with with some origami. Yeah. That I was like, oh, this is so freaking yeah. cool. Go to the that shrine and figure it out.
0: Yes. It's going to be dumb. It's,
1: it's be amazing. Dumb. So, like, having those type of things in the games are just spectacular.
0: Yeah. MLB The Show 22 was shown off at the Nintendo Direct. A PlayStation game wild what type of world we live in and oh boy it looks rough kid (laughs) no it doesn't it looks bad it looked real bad no it doesn't all right absolutely
1: not i played the vita version back in the day of Emily the show and it looked exactly like that so it's it it will play great Yikes. I promise you it
0: will play great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at 17 FPS it'll play wonderfully. Uh the Ghostwire Preview Showcase. Uh someone wrote in, yeah. I'm sorry I did not add your name because I am a giant piece of shit. Um Ghostwire Tokyo had a big premiere over the weekend, and I saw Joe did a complete 180 on oh, I think it's famous famous. Uh complete 180 of it. What made you change your mind? And I'm sorry, I'm the most famous shamus I've ever met in my whole entire life.
1: I have the same question. I'm also curious what you saw that so, made you change your mind. Because you were like, I,
0: I have I'm no. I'm one of the five people, Kyle.
1: <laughs> I have no shot at getting into this game. As you said, like last week, mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen anything of it. Weird hand moves.
0: I mean, there's Looks still a good stuck. chance it'll be bad. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. It kind of looked like back in like Skyrim, where you played the mage class. Sure, okay. it kind of looked like that. And It kind of looked like I think there was a game called Lichdom that I always wanted to try, where you're first person mage shooting fireballs and shit. Okay, I'm into that. I'm okay. super into it. And by seeing all the particle effects and like the weird like when you're wrapping up ghosts and you like in the string and with you kind ghost of pull wire. them. Yeah. Oh, with the go- <laughs> Yeah. I <laughs> remember the, <name laughs> the game. Uh very clever developers. Yeah, I was just I was into the the, the combat. Surprisingly enough, it just yeah. looked like Bioshock in Tokyo. Yeah. So I was in. I was in.
1: I I I'm more in than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think I'll end up picking it up. Uh, you know, just because it's like the last Bethesda game yeah. <laughs> on PlayStation, yeah. potentially. I'm gonna be picking uh,
0: this up though. More optimistic
1: yeah i I, i'm a little worried of enemy variety i i I want more of that how i was trying to figure out how the hud works and the powers work like is it a recharging thing like Mm. there were numbers for like ammo for each to kind of spell it looked like how do you get more of that is those are the gems you're collecting so i still have a lot more questions okay um but it looks cool.
0: You, you were way into it than I was, because I was just like, "Pretty colors, ooh!" <laughs> I didn't think yeah. about collecting goddamn gems like a, an affinity gauntlet. When
1: when you defeat enemies, it's like what's left after, like what yeah. they leave behind. Enemies.
0: Also, this was supposed to be evil within three.
1: Yeah, and that's it morphed into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's all the flashes. A lot of flashes. Again, this is the biggest episode we ever done. So, Kyle, I have a question for you. Just one. Yeah. Are you holding on to something?
1: Oh, my blue and pink dual senses.
0: I'm jealous and prepare the drop. Here are the PlayStation Steals and Deals coming into the PlayStation storefront. Ali Ali World for PlayStation 5 and PS4. Yeah. Sifu for PlayStation 5 and PS4. Minor, on, yeah. <laughs> on, on February 8th and the 10th of February, Edge of Eternity on PlayStation 5 and PS4.
1: Did
0: I know that game? Uh, that said, while Kyle looks that up, We are going to be dropping our review of both Ali Ali World and Sifu in just a minute. But before we do, a new segment we like to call SharePlay, where each and every month we highlight one of the community members of the show. Last month, we had JB the Purple Monkey, which you should be checking out his Spotify ASAP. And this month, we want to shout out Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Uh, They just made, first off, they've been supporters since day one since day one, literal yeah. day 1 of the show um and ever since the show they've been thinking of making their own channel um and it's called Game Nasty they have a uh, a first video called I finally made my girlfriend play Resident Evil think of it like girlfriend reviews but way wittier both of them being involved and having a whole bunch of fun uh this is That's awesome, awesome. Because yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Moots, they met because of this community. They fell in love because of this community, and now are making content because of this community. Oh, and the video good. is literally spectacular. For our first video, god damn. Yeah. They're like, So what do you think critically? I'm like, It's it's fantastic. They're like, No, be critical. I'm like, I don't know, you could add a little bit of music. I mean like other than that, it's great.
1: The I haven't watched the full thing yet, but like the lighting is on point in that room, man. Yeah. It
0: looked great. I was literally I was literally making dinner. I was like, oh man, like, I was literally enjoying myself while 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 cooking up some food, man. It yeah. was great. Yeah, so go check them out. They're great people and uh, great supporters of the show and just great community members so. Go check that out. With that said, before we get into the Sony Pony Express, it is our favorite segment called What You've Been Playing. And with that, we have two reviews. Uh, One where we'll be joined with and by uh, Ainsley Bowden over at Season Gaming. These are both two really big in-depth conversations. So if you don't want any ideas of what any of these games are, you could skip ahead in the description. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, let's start with Ali Ali World. How are you liking it, man? Uh, I have no idea what this game is <laughs> or what it's about, uh-huh. but you were really psyched for this game yeah. when it was revealed last year, and so now it's here. It's in front of us. You've been playing it, so tell me, someone who has never touched this series, I believe, ever, what Ali Ali World is all about.
1: Uh, so uh, yeah, Ali Ali World is the latest. Uh installment uh, of the Mm -hmm. Ali Ali games Uh, one and two. I played on the Vita. It was one of my favorite Vita games to play on there Um, and Ali Ali World takes everything from those two and makes this the most welcoming and most easiest onboarding experience pun intended. I guess that was unintentional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a way to get into these games Um, it it is a level based uh Skating game where every nice. level has different challenges in them.
0: Okay. Yeah. So is this like a Tony Hawk type of situation where I'm plopped into a world? Is this like a 2D experience?
1: Sure. So the, the way in the past it's been, has been strictly 2D, mm-hmm. going left to right, sometimes right to left. Um, in this one, as you're going further into Ali Ali worlds, um, it does uh, some plane shifting so like you go up a ramp and then you would come to a track ahead you'd move up the screen a little bit or down the screen technically for looking at it or you can choose a path and go up and do the up path um there's Mm. many branching paths uh each path has their own little challenge tied to it so you will have to replay levels over and over again to do every specific challenge um but it is so fun doing it it's not a bummer that you have to keep replaying them to do all the challenges
0: okay so this is still like a 2d plane i'm yeah. thinking in my mind akin to like you know like a donkey kong country almost where it's kind of like two point five absolutely
1: Ex- excellent comparison yeah nice. um and it's not like a tr- it's not like tony hawk right where tony hawk is you hold x down excuse me the cross button down. There you go. Uh, and then you let go to ollie, and then you do tricks with square, uh, grams with circle, grinds with triangle. This one, it's all tied to the analog sticks. Mm. So you would hold down. So it's
0: actually kind of like skate.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Oh wow! So right. you would press X to push to gain speed, um, and then you would hold down the left analog stick to prep a trick, prep an mm. ollie. Um, Depending on when you let go of the stick on the edge of a ramp Uh, depends on how high you go, how far you go. And while you're in the air, you can do different movements with the left stick to do different flip tricks. Mm -hmm. And when you're going to land on a rail, you would hold down on the analog stick or left up, whatever, to do different grind moves as well. And the oh, wow. right analog stick would be for various grabs where you take your hand and grab the board. If you hold them, it tricks it out a little bit and does an advanced version of that. You have spins with the shoulder buttons or you can do 360s and whatnot. Um, it's it's very technical. And that when yeah. the first two games is I think the reason why people thought this was too hard to get into. Because mm-hmm. it does take a while to get used to it. And the thing that Ali Ali World does fabulous with is each and it's the hot buzz term of gaming the last year or so each biome there's like five oh. biomes in here they teach you a new skill and there's mm. like 15 to 20 levels in each biome that are, are testing you on those skills and then mm. when you make it to the next one you already have a good grasp of that first skill as it teaches you a new one so by mm. the end of the last biome, you are doing every skill that that you've learned, because you're going to need them to get through the level and do the challenges and whatnot.
0: That's super. That's super cool. That's yeah. super interesting. I'm, uh, you're you're, you're winning me over right hey, now on this game. Sweet, so fun. It's
1: it's awesome. It, it needs yeah. to be played. It's it's so good.
0: So my question here, because I'm looking at this game and it's kind of giving me heavy Adventure Time vibes. Oh, okay. uh, in terms of art style, I get that, but there's also some type of like, I don't know what, what to put on it in terms of like the color palette they use, but it's, it's something incredibly unique. Is there anything you'd like to describe when we talking about the visuals of this game? In I terms view of it games-
1: as like, when you think of a candy shop or like an ice yeah. cream parlor in cartoons, it's those kind of vibrant, bright colors.
0: Yeah, like pastels.
1: Yeah, very pastel-y. Um, mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and each biome has its own color palette to it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that color and uniqueness and art style uh, is makes its way to the customization, too, of your character. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the most... You didn't really get to do that at all in the first two, if I remember uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. But in Ali Ali World, you are constantly rewarded With new shirts, new sneakers, Mm. socks, new boards, hats, hoodies, tattoos, uh, hairstyles. Like you are constantly rewarded. So it's making you want to go back in and change up the way you look. Because something it does really, really well, which I didn't realize it or or really cool uh, that I didn't realize that it did. Mm. While you're loading in, your character is on the loading screen for other players. And oh, the wow. only reason I I knew that is because uh, a PSN friend of mine popped up on my screen as and their character was there doing a trick as the loading that's screen. Cool. It's like, oh, that's a cool way to show off your character to other people. Yeah, you know what? and I was a a blue dude with an orange beard. I had one of those helmet hats with uh, the the beer cans on the side with the little yeah. the straws coming down. Oh man, tattoos on my leg? Oh man, it was I was rocking it.
0: A lot of customization. A lot of
1: customization.
0: So all right, we talked about we talked about a lot already here. We talked about the open world or sorry, the 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 world design. Uh, we talked about the gameplay mechanics of it, customization. I want to talk about the story real fast. Sure. Is there is there something here? Why are we doing all these kick flips and backflips?
1: Um, so the story is not the strongest part of this game. Um, mm. you, you want to play this game just for shredding it up in the levels. That, okay. that is the reason you want to play this. This was their first attempt at a story in it. Um, and it's serviceable, it's, it's not crazy. Yeah. The, the goal of this game is you, the current skate god is retiring mm. and looking for a new skate god to take that place. And as you're going through the biomes, you're trying to, um, gain favor of the skate God of that area as you reach your way to Narvana. <laughs> uh, and, and so you're going through and there's some characters that meet, like uh, I believe th- one of the characters is dad mm-hmm. and that's his name. And he's just wearing the elbow pads and the knee pads. And he's the stereotypical dad that's into skating kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's Susie, who's the one that is, um, Taking video for you because everyone's really into skating, and yeah. I don't know if you know anything about skateboarding culture, but that is a was a big thing back in the day where people would record oh, yeah. doing tricks and then make tapes of it and 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 whatnot. So that doesn't really play like you don't see the tapes at all. But she's just there with the camera yeah. as you're going through the things. There's another character that I forget his name, mm-hmm. uh, but he's just super into skating, and he, he's the I think the editor in chief of the skate magazine for Radlandia. Um, okay yeah so it's the characters are cute um the side character characters that you meet along the way like there are some challenges where if you go on the up path you'll run into my favorite one is like this buff seagull who is who's like hey man i'll teach you the real tricks to like bulk up and then when you meet him it unlocks a side quest like Mm. a side level where you on are on like a muscle beach filled with buff seagulls and you're doing, like, a mission for him. So there nice. there, there is really cool variation in uh, the world design that way, where they are adding more things for you to do, different side quests, different hmm. characters that give you them. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. So let's talk about voice acting. Is there any here? Or is it all just dialogue? All dialogue.
1: And all right. if, if that's not your thing um it gives you the option every level loads up and you have like a little conversation with your friends there okay. but you can very easily hit circle and just like i just want to skate and go right into yeah. it there's no negative effect of you doing that uh Sweet. you can just go in straight. so into it
0: kind it. of respects the people that are like i don't care yeah. about the story i Absolutely. just want s- to shred bro yeah. um Let's talk about the one last thing here, sound design. And mm. when we talk about sound design, it's all over the place. So first let's talk about the beeps and the boops. How's, how's the sound design in this game? It's pretty it good.
1: The, yeah, yeah, it sounded like a skateboarding game. It, okay. it sounded like when you were grinding, it it, it sounded like it, it, it should.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about this? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm thinking skating has a lot of attitude towards it, right? Uh-huh. Like how classic those Tony Hawk, you know, soundtracks are, man. Right. So here and now with Ali Ali World, what's its soundtrack like? Does it have that punkish vibe to it? It uh, can't
1: be any more opposite. It really? Is, in a good way. It's okay. not like a bad way or anything ollie ollie world is all about just vibing out so it's like Mm. lo-fi hip-hop just kind of like chilling out while you're skating through the levels nothing like nothing to get the adrenaline going like um like goldfinger or anything like tony hawk Mm. uh but it it fits perfectly of just chilling out and skating and just kind of laying back and relaxing
0: that's nice so this is really just they just want you to de-stress type of game.
1: Absolutely and and the really cool thing is once you've reached Nirvana, it could be unlocked uh, beforehand. I wasn't sure or didn't check it out beforehand but um, they do this thing where you can go into, I think it's called the Nirvana portal mm-hmm. um, and you can go and generate new levels based hmm. on difficulty, the length of the level and the style or which biome it's in and nice. You'll appreciate this. Uh, It has a Bloodborne Chalice dungeon thing (sighs) where every level that is generated comes with a code and you can share that code with friends. So then they can skate this generated level that you just went through. So it's like endlessly playable new things all the time. And it's uh, I don't know if it's like super simple i I played a couple different generated ones Mm -hmm. um but it seems serviceable it seems like a great added thing when you're tired of all the other things to do which i find very hard to believe because every level if you want to do all the challenges it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of perfection of doing them which is that ollie ollie difficulty kind of thing um but yeah there's a lot here to
0: do Sweet. So Kyle, it seems like you overall had a really fantastic experience with this game. The one more thing I do want to uh, ask real, real fast boards. Can we customize the boards?
1: Um, I don't think you can make like you mean like make
0: your own. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like you choose designs or whatnot. Oh,
1: yeah, you can choose. That's okay. part of the unlocking. If you beat certain challenges, you get Good. new board, board that's designs. That's important as well. to me. That's it's, important to it me. It is super
0: important. I want important. a Kermit the Frog.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's in there. I'll, I'll I also did happen. not run into Danny Trejo. I think he's only uh, coming. I think that's after it launches everywhere because I okay. didn't recognize him or run into yeah. him yet.
0: So, Kyle, final thoughts on this game. Where would you put it? Because we, you know, we don't do the whole ranking thing here. But if we were gonna give this, uh, you know, a pass, a bronze trophy, silver trophy, gold trophy, or a platinum must-have, this is a masterpiece type of game. Where are we putting it?
1: If you are into skating games, if you're a fan of Ali Ali, if you're a fan of EA Skate, or just Tony Hawk in general, and want a cool skateboarding game to to get, it's a definite platinum. Um, nice. The difficulty that came in the first two, this one is is difficult further on, but it does things where it helps the newcomers ease into it a little bit. Mm. So, like something that I want to mention before we end it is the first two, if you didn't press X to land, I'm, I keep saying X because it's a great cross to yeah. land. There
0: you go.
1: In the first two, if you didn't do that, you would wreck and really slow down. In this one, Pressing cross to land only gives you bonus points, depending on how the timing is. Mm. So you don't have to worry about that and worry about crashing if you don't press cross in time to land. Nice. Okay. Um, so it does those things where it's way easier for a newcomer in it to get into it. But those that are fans of the series that played the first two... Um, they're gonna fall in love with it and and learn to love the little new the nuances and the new things like wall riding, which is brand nice. new and super fun to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what if I'm not a skateboarding professionata?
1: Yeah, uh, I I, I it's tough for me because it is doing the tricks is still pretty tough. It does take yeah. you do have to rewire your brain a little bit. Um. I still think it's worth the gold. I think I still nice. think it is is a quality game.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And again, uh, thank the Ali Ali World team for sending us a code. I believe it's Roll Seven, uh, correct? Roll Seven. Thank you guys so much. And uh, everybody, if you have any questions down below, please, please, please hit us up. Uh, Kyle will get to them ASAP. And with that said, Kyle, mm-hmm. and that's our thoughts. Of Oli Ali World. Now, let's tune in to my conversation with Ains about Sifu. Welcome to the Trophy Room Reviews, Sifu. This is a review discussion breaking down Sifu for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. I am your host, Joseph. Alongside me, Ainsley Bowden of Season Gaming. How are you, sir?
2: What's happening, brother? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Awesome. Sifu. Awesome.
0: I know this game has been haunting my dreams and honestly Ainge <laughs> you are the only person that I know who has beaten Sifu.
2: Me too. And Round I've of- spoken to other people who have review copies at different outlets. I'm yep. not going to name them, but I'm the only one in checking with all of them who they've said they know who has beaten it.
0: Yes. And with that said I have had my copy for a week and a half or sorry less than a week half a week. Um and this is uh <laughs> this is a daunting experience first and foremost this game is not for the faint of heart so if y'all haven't seen seafood this is the martial arts game made by slow cap uh slow clap and we got our review copies from there uh and this is a revenge tale you're on a revenge path to kill those who have taken down your family that's it that's the story it's a
2: yeah i i actually uh what? I can I can talk about it because it's going live later, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but, of course.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a review. Um, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I actually write that uh, in my review, my written review, that it, it reminds me a little bit of Kill Bill um, yeah. in that you basically, there's these five key nemesises, nemesises, nemeses, that uh, you want to take down for revenge. And uh, it's set up in that same similar way where you go one by one and each one represents a level. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Voice acting where it's there, it's fine. I think the cool thing about the VO is that because this is a roguelite, you're supposed to die. And the older you get, you you have, of course, an older voice talking. Mm -hmm. So there was one time where I haven't been young in a while. Like I, I was like 56 (laughs) for a whole long minute. And, uh, and then I, you know, died and went back to the beginning. I was like, oh, wow. I'm not used to his voice being so youthful.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and you can, as you've learned, right? And I learned the hard way too. Is you can age really quickly. Yeah, Um, very uh, quickly. Yeah, it's an interesting mechanic. Uh, I I tried to. I was trying to. I was struggling actually on how to describe it. Mm. Um, But you said it well. I I said the same thing. Is it's kind of a rogue light. Uh, It's got a few of those elements, and it it reminds me of an era of games I wrote back. You know, I'm older. We always joke about that. But uh, the eight and sixteen bit era, where you had a limited number of lives to beat a game. Yeah, Um, and it's basically a play. On that, as you age, that's pretty much your lives as you're going through the game. Yeah, uh, and it, it makes it tough.
0: Yeah, and it pretty much multiplies. So if you die the first time, you start at age 20. You you become 21. And then if you die again, you go and you age to 23. And then if you die again, you're 26, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now there are ways of breaking it. Like there are harder elite level, like little mini bosses within the level where if you you kill them, it deducts one of the the lives so you don't age as fast the cool mechanic here is the older you get the stronger you become but also the weaker health that you have yes um, the less health you have yeah yes. so that's what i found a little interesting in that mechanic <laughs> which, but let's
2: which yeah. by the way they patched and made that easier
0: oh really two,
2: two days ago it was even harder before that yes
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this combat. Let's okay. talk about the combat cuz Ains there's a lot to unpack here man.
2: Yeah there is. Hey don't take my phrase. What
0: are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about let, let's let's get into the nitty-gritty. First, how do yeah. you like the combat? It's
2: amazing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it is so when you first play this game and you're getting your butt kicked, which you will, I promise you, mm-hmm. um, you don't realize just how deep it is. And the more I played, and I now have over 20 hours into Sifu, um, and I've beaten it multiple times, and, you know, and I've kind of gone through it, um, the more you realize how intricate it is and yeah. how precise it is. And for this game to be successful, it had to be, because mm-hmm. the crux of the whole game is the combat system. Yeah. And if the combat system was faulty or slow or sluggish or unresponsive, it just wouldn't work. But fortunately it does. And that allows you as the player to just create these incredibly memorable scenarios where you literally feel like you are a martial arts master in a movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's when you get the feel of it, it's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a lot of Sekiro. Yes. Sekiro is incredibly challenging. Mm-hmm. The game can punish you in an instant. But when it all comes together and you nail it, there's there's hardly any other feeling like it. And that's what yeah. seafood feels like.
0: Yeah, when you get into an engagement with like eight to ten guys in a room and they don't even touch you, yep. you feel like you're the master of this game and it feels so good. Uh, but then like five seconds later, you'll just get your ass kicked sure. by yeah. <laughs> by just a nobody. And then you'll, you're back to to square one. Yeah. I. Love, hate the combat. Um, okay. I feel like at times it's amazing. And to take one of your words at the other times, it's maddening. Like yeah. this is the only roguelite where I feel actually punished when I die. Yes. Cause sometimes I'm like, that's not fair. I, I got that off. No, don't do this to me. The, that type of the, stuff.
2: The timing for like specific parries and dodges is so minimal yeah. that you, you swear, to your point, you'll be like, I, I know I hit that. And yeah. yeah, you can you can get that level of frustration. And, and compounding that frustration at times um, is the fact that it is possible. I was explaining to people uh, and having this conversation with a few other peers that are reviewing it. It is possible to play this game for, say, 30, 45 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And not make any progress in terms of your next run. Yeah. Because the only permanent unlocks are the skills. There's no permanent locks to increase your health, defense, stamina, nothing like that.
0: Nothing like that. So all.
2: it's um, it's really all just about learning the nuances of the enemies and, and figuring out patterns. But otherwise, you can spend a lot of time not really getting anywhere.
0: That's what I feel like. Uh, it is a big get good check um, yes. where I'm stuck on chapter two. It I is- was
2: too. I was too.
0: It was, ma- I'm, I'm getting to the guy and then I'm like, I'm age 46 and he just molly me. The one problem that I have with the game is A, the avoid. So like, there's not just a perfect parry or, or, or dodge. You actually, when someone's f- like trying to kick you, you're supposed to hit L1 and then go back yeah. to avoid with, with the analog stick. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> just give me an L1. There's too many, <laughs> because there's so many fists coming at me at once. I feel bombarded. And so yes. my brain can't switch off or switch on so much. It can only take so much input. And sometimes there's just way too much input. The other thing that I, and I get it, it's a roguelite. Um, there are shortcuts to get to the boss, but yep. it kind of feels like in demon souls where, you know, your bonfire is in the beginning and you finally get to the boss. And when you wipe on the boss, you're all the way back at the beginning. Yep. And that. Again, it's a roguelite, but maddening because I want to train <laughs> on the boss. That's yeah. the thing I'm having an issue with. So I feel like I'm, I'm getting five minutes in or 10 minutes in just to get to the boss to get my butt kicked. And I haven't learned anything from that encounter. To me, it, it's all about the ex- exact per, uh, precision and dare you go anywhere within the little window of, of the enemy tell and, and you're done. Yes, and uh, yeah. that like even like because it has a Sekiro gauge where you have an only a finite amount of blocks until someone breaks your block and then punishes a structure, you. Your structure, structure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> man, <laughs> it, it it doesn't feel like it's teaching me anything. It only feels like I'm being punished when I when I fall.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. I I was there. Yeah, uh, the second level is much more difficult than the first. And it's much longer with yes. tougher enemies. Um, and I was—I <laughs> wrote in my review that I audibly—I play in my game room by myself. There's no one around, and I audibly said out loud, "How the hell am I ever going to beat this game for this review?" Yeah, <laughs> um, because I just felt like—I I, to your point—I was punished. Um, and that's where I think this game walks a line of <clears throat> the more modern roguelites. As you said, you, you feel like you're not learning anything. And a lot of the roguelikes that I've played are likes, lights. Um, you're you're kind of either learning something or gaining something with yeah. every run, right? So that even if you're not doing well, if you do 10 runs, you'll be able to overcome the challenge because you're stronger, you have more items, whatever it may be. Yeah. Whereas in this game, it is solely about just getting better at the same enemies. And that's why it feels a lot like a game out of the 8 or 16-bit era to me because yeah. there was no such thing as powering up after you die in those games it was starting over and doing better yeah and that's what this game is for for right or wrong um i do think and i've said this we've been talking about this offline i do think it's going to limit this game's audience a bit um because of because of that and i absolutely think people are not prepared for how difficult this game is yeah um it's, it's going to be a wake-up call. And the, the crazy thing is, Joe, is we're, we keep talking about level two. There's five levels, by the way. I don't know if we yep. said that. Yep. Um, level three is harder than two.
0: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> level three uh. is my favorite level. Yeah. And it has some really, really amazing environments and kind of things out of almost like martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it is tough. Now, I will say
0: mm-hmm.
2: you mentioned the shortcuts. Yeah. What I found is if you look at all five levels, each of them has a shortcut to get to the boss, um, but they're all different lengths. As you said, in the second level, there's a shortcut you earn, but you still have to go through a few rooms and several engagements before getting to the boss. Yep. Um, level three is a much tougher, longer level than two, but there is, there's two different types of shortcuts in level three, and one of them goes directly to the boss. Beautiful. So if you die at the boss, you, you fight like two scrubs and then you can go right to the boss again like that. Yeah. Um level four, you have to go through a few rooms again, a couple. Um, but it it's different per level is the point I'm making. Yeah. So they, they seemingly tried to balance out the difficulty even once you have the shortcuts, depending on levels themselves so it kind of varies as you go through it
0: yeah and you get to find these little mementos these little shrines that you get to choose if whether you want to upgrade your structure your health your weapon durability um how much you know how how rewarded you get when you successfully avoid or parry um you get some of your energy back all that type of stuff varied throughout the level so they're encouraging you to hey go play level one before you get to level two and 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 buff out sifu a little bit more that way even then man it is kicking (laughs) my butt so let's let's okay game is very hard let's talk about the level design how are you digging it man
2: i like it uh it's a little basic right it's rather linear there are there are side Kind of shortcuts, as we said, and there's sort of side paths you can take in some of the levels. The first level is pretty straight through, um, but they open up a little bit, the rest of them. Um, but they're still pretty linear. There's not a lot to discover um, or experiment with. Um, but I like, a- as you go through all five levels, they are different locales, art designs. Um, like the third level is a museum. The fourth level is like a corporate tower, a corporation mm. tower. Fifth level is like a, a, um, a spa. So it's um, the variety in the levels in terms of their design and the way you go through them is, is different. And I like that. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I
0: love, I love level two's aesthetic. (laughs) 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 Like the club is like popping. I love the sound that I'm hearing from it. Um, You know, the colors, you can't forget it. How can we forget about colors
2: colors? and there's a lot of culture in this game,
0: a lot of it. And so, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, it, it really is a beautiful game because even when you're playing the first level, which is slums, it's, it's still beautiful. I love the the art direction in this game. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And the sound, I heard one person, I think it was our mutual friend, Jordan. Is like, the one reason why I didn't like absolver is kind of like I was, it, it sounded like I was hitting a wet blanket when I was <laughs> making contact. I don't feel that way here. No. Uh, it, when you connect, it sounds like you're really punching someone
2: yeah Sounds and nice. it it has an impact, yeah yeah um especially you know I wrote about the the kind of choreograph finishing moves, you know, when you do the double button and you there's all kinds of different ones, and they're actually contextual, which mm. is really cool too, so like if you are near a wall, your guy will slam them up against the wall and then kick them um, i flip people over desks. Um, I've splattered blood across like corners of, of walls or desks and stuff. And it's, it's really neat. Um, the way that the, the combat plays out and
0: how the combat plays out in the levels, like you'll pick up a bottle and you could like toss it at someone or like pick up like a broken chair leg or a pipe and just like wail at it on them. I got a broom and kicked a lot of ass with a broom. The Um, staff,
2: the staff that's, I'm actually going to write up an article. I think of like essential tips for this game. And what I've learned is the staff, which. The broom acts as right Mm -hmm. um that is your most powerful weapon if you know how to use it Mm -hmm. um it takes a while but uh, the key well i won't get into it but there's a lot of kind of key things that'll help you one of them is your focus meter um but learning how to knock enemies down onto the ground is absolutely key yeah um so there there's there are like i said it's it's got this learning curve that smacks you in the face and it basically knocks you down but once you get over that hump it becomes a really really um just enjoyable game.
0: Yeah. And when you're unlocking more combos and and more skills throughout the game like when someone tosses a bottle at you you can catch it and then like toss it right back at him which I love doing. That's so satisfying. <laughs> um yeah, it, it's there's there's a lot here. This game has a lot of systems that play so yeah. well with each other but to me it is that hard skill gap that is going to man scare a lot of people off. Yeah. That said, uh, before we get into our final thoughts, I do want to shout out the dual sense in this game.
2: Okay. Oh my god, it feels nice. <laughs> do,
0: you, Bro, do you really enjoy it? Yeah, I do. I love it. Why you don't?
2: No, I it, it definitely has some support yeah. um and there's a few areas in the game where they they really utilize it. There's this one part in level 2 where you run through this hallway and the, these lights are lighting up in in sequence yep. from the club, and it actually goes in sequence on the controller, like yep. which is really cool. Um, but with overall, the rain as well, yeah, that's true. That, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, there wasn't anything that really jumped out to me as like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I'm still waiting for that. Astrobot moment, which is not a fair comparison, I realize, right. but um, I'm still waiting for that, which is something that really blows me away. So, mm. but it, it does utilize it to some degree.
0: Yeah, I I, I really like the haptics. Um, there's no like adaptive triggers, of course, on this game because it's fighting. No. Uh, but even for a game that uses the face buttons as your primary, um, you know, hitty hitty maneuvers, it's it's pretty darn good. So, okay, Ains, is there any final thoughts you want to wrap this game up with? And where would you throw this on the meter that is or how you guys would rate it over at Season Gaming?
2: Yeah. Or you know what?
0: For people to go to Season Gaming, hint at like the ballpark. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So it definitely earned one of our SG medals. I'll say that. So we give medals to any game uh, that score higher than a seven. Okay. Um, on our, our 1 to 10 scale. We do use a number scale, but you know you can find all the details over there and, and read my full review. I, I believe that this is going to be one of those games that's like a cult classic. Um, we already kind of commented on the fact that it, the challenge it presents is going to limit its audience, and I think that there are going to be a, a group of people, a chunk of people that buy this game and get disappointed that yeah. it's far more difficult than they were expecting. Yeah. Because the gameplay videos make it look like a beat-em-up which it is, but it's, to, to do the beat up is incredibly challenging. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think that's going to inhibit it. My one kind of big complaint I wrote about with this game is the camera annoys me sometimes mm. because you you have full control of the camera, which you have to in a game like this, but the problem is, is the camera requires the right thumbstick. Yeah. You also need your thumb to do the attacks, which are, as we've already said, the timing on them has to be perfect. And there's a lot of situations, especially later in the game, level three has a bunch of them, where you're in a tight space.
0: Just rub it in my face. I can't get past you.
2: Just rub it a little bit more. <laughs> but you're in a tight space. And all of a sudden, like, it's that classic 3D game problem where the camera's like here yeah. and you can't even see what's happening. And if you can't see what's happening in this game, believe me, you're dead in an yeah. instant. Yeah. Um, so that's my only big qualm. But I, I do, I, I really grew a level of appreciation for this game as I got over that hump saw the whole experience, all the levels, the different bosses, the different designs, and kind of took a step backwards and and thought about what Slow Clap had uh, developed here. I really started to appreciate it. So I really enjoy it. I think there's going to be those kind of masochistic people like me who love tough games that just kind of smack you back. Um, I think there's going to be a group of us that really love this game and kind of hold it up on a pedestal. But I think that that group is going to be pretty small, Yeah.
0: This is a weird, weird one for me. Cause I think this is like how we rate it. It's like on a, you know, trophy level. Yeah. yeah. Cause trophy. I, I get uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is like a gold, this is a gold trophy, man. This is a, this is a really great experience that I feel like for people that are dying for that old retro challenge, um, you're going to get it here. I think yeah. what the, the systems that they have in place are all incredibly well done. But it's so weird that as as high as I would rank this game, I can't recommend people buy it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm
0: with you. I because I, I feel like it's a masterful game. It's great at everything it does, but man, it I don't think a lot of people are ready. So really. Check out more videos on this. Check out Season Gaming's in-depth review on it um, to really, really make your mind up. Because this game, as someone who's platted a and platted games like Bloodborne, yeah. this is this is uh, even above my pay, pay grade.
2: I was going to say, it's not like you don't like card games yeah. or, or good at games. I mean, you know that. So that your commenting on that just goes to speak to it. And I, like I said, I was in the same place. I've played it more than you have, I think, at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, and so I've put more time in it. So maybe I've just, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna hit that spot where you get over the hump. I hope you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I completely agree with you. Yeah. 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 And it's a shame because I, you, you always have to wonder not to get us in a side discussion, mm-hmm. but you have to wonder if, if the game doesn't sell well because of that, it's gonna be disappointing because Slow Clap did develop something, what I think is special here, yeah. that deserves to be recognized. But if it's if it's too hard for people to access on a broad scale, I don't see this game being successful, sadly.
0: Yeah, same, likewise. That said, listen, again, you saw my gameplay on the side, you heard our words, <laughs> uh, or if you're the audio watcher, go, go, <laughs> you go watch our this. Words. You heard our words, dang it. Uh, Ainsley, where can people find your brother?
2: Oh man, you can find me, uh, there's only a couple Ainsleys in the world, I'm one That's of right. them, so you're pretty easy to find me, and then uh, just check out Season Gaming, That's uh, it's as simple as can be, you can find everything there, including the full review of Sifu, and uh, a discussion on our big cast, uh, which should be up now as you're listening to this yeah. as well.
0: And thank you again, Ains, for that in-depth talk on Sifu, we are back, and we are here with the Sony Pony Express. Yee- Yee- this is where you could leave your comments, your questions. Send them over to us over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or you can send them directly to us on the Trophy Room Discord server. Jedi Masterin writes in. Okay, so this one's more for uh, Mr. Kasep Kyle, uh, but I would like to know your thoughts as well, Joe. What is it about Sifu, in your opinion, that is turning away? Uh, all walks of gamers in the first few hours, but keep some around to the end. Also, did you expect this title to be so divisive? Kyle, go for, go for gold. You you just heard yeah. me talk about it for 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, so I haven't put a lot of time into it. I want to say a little over an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I walked away beyond frustrated and I have never been more bummed because everything about Sifu is rad. It is beautiful. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. Might be my favorite use of the Dual Sense since Returnal <laughs> and Ratchet. Really, like walking through the world and hearing the wind in the in the Dual Sense and the footsteps and the, the the haptics feeling great when you connect uh, with punches and stuff. But the gameplay. It's too sadistic for me. Yeah, I think. I think looking back now, Bloodborne seems so much easier yeah. than Sifu. Uh, th- and the, I- the the reason why Sifu is so bad is like, like you were mentioning earlier to me while you were playing it, like there's no visual cues for like parrying. Mm-mm. So like I'm trying to parry, and as I try to parry, the other enemies hit me, and so like trying to time the right attack from the right enemy is when you're surrounded, it's super difficult, and it's not very rewarding because sometimes I feel like I hit the parry and then they go to punch him and he's already blocking. Yeah. So like it's it's not forgiving at all. And my problem it requires way too much. Studying and learning for a way too little bit of a reward, so I don't know if I'm going to continue.
0: I mean, to me, I I I said it on the on the on the review. It's I think this game is a masterpiece, and I don't think you should buy it. (laughs) Like, like I I really do think you need to look and watch this game, watch people play it, and really give then go in for, cause it's not for the faint of heart. I platinum Sekiro. Everybody tells me from software games are so hard, but I keep coming back to, but from software games are fair. That's Mm. the thing. And when I, when I die, I literally feel it's on me. And when I die in a from software game, I feel like I'm being taught something. Right. The tells are, are super obvious. They're super there. Um, and it gives you enough reaction time. I feel to do what you need to do. Sifu doesn't do that, and nope. I don't think Sifu's uh, avoid—it's called in the game their their yeah, version like of the dodge—isn't dodge. Yeah. very good because the camera. There are times where it's frustrating because I know I I did the right dodge, but because the camera is so wonky, sometimes it just doesn't work, and so it 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 feels like that game's just punishing you and yeah. not teaching you, um, and it wants perfection so much that um. If that's all it wants. It it doesn't want any. There's no in between. So again, I talked about it at length, but my feelings yeah. are are likewise with you. You, um, and there's a lot tied to the block as well.
1: Like it, it, yeah, it's just not don't all, do it.
0: Well, not, well, it's that's not the thing. It.
1: Like it's only, It's like you have to tap it when an attack comes towards you to try to parry, yeah. with little success at least as far as me playing. You hold it to block at all times, but if you're blocking, you are gonna what what is what is their stagger meter uh, called? Yeah, it's
0: just the stagger meter. Sturdiness yeah. or
1: whatever, like that yeah. grows as you're blocking. But also while you're holding down the block button, sometimes they have a, a weapon or whatever and they attack high or low and you have to move up and down depending on the attack. And yeah. Everything just is too so much fast, there's no slowdown with yeah. the attacks. Like it's yeah. hard to read. It's a lot. Like my blood pressure is <laughs> rising since talking, talking about, about it. Yeah, but it—I've never felt so sad.
0: Right, because like when it works, everything it works.
1: about it is so yeah. cool. Yeah, the opening is ra- Is so rad. I yeah. love that opening.
0: I got I got twelve hours into this game. I got to chapter three and I drop it. Yeah. So again, bad. and I see some people. If you really love it, awesome, congratulations! Yes, you're absolutely. you're the real gamer. I I, I concede, um, but for me, it's just not for me. And again, I'm not. Sh- and here's what I'm not doing: telling Slow Clap to put a God mode in. If they want to, cool. And I'll go back to it if they if they put in a difficulty slider. Definitely would, but uh-huh. they don't have to. This is the game they wanted to make, and it's a masterful game at that. I have I don't feel any qualms dropping it. I got 3 hour I got 12 hours in. I know what I got. I I left uh, beating a couple of dudes. I'm fine. I'm good. Um that that Tall Twits writes in. I know there will be a lot of chat about Sifu on the next pod. Oh, it's right here right now, man. Uh with the game pre- being pretty difficult, what are your thoughts on using cloud saves to save progress and going against the design of the game? Is it cheating or is it smart? Tall Twits here's here's where I come in. However you beat it is how you beat it.
1: Yeah. I'm not
0: here to judge you.
1: If no. you want to use
0: cloud saves, beat the design of the game. Go for it, man. How do you
1: think I platinum bloodborne in sixty hours? I restarted that save at the final the final fight. Yeah. That's that's how I did it. I it Listen, tsk, tsk, tsk. I also hate when people are like, "Oh, you cheesed it. You didn't yeah. play it the right way." No, I beat no. it. I beat
0: it. Okay, you
1: beat it exactly. You beat it. Okay, it there, beat. There's nothing in the rule book. There's no text box that pops up like, "You're not playing the way I designed it." How dare you? I'm gonna turn the PlayStation off right now. No, <laughs> you whatever. However you beat it or makes it easier for you, yeah, fine by me.
0: Yuna writes in, Hey guys. So on Monday, I was doing the nightly dragon age. I love these weekly dragon age. I really, I love these updates, man. I like, I'm really rooting for Yuna. You know what I mean? Like I'm really shipping her and Anders together. Uh Um, I' getting all so close of having him in the party again. See, look at that update. Oh my god, they're gonna fall in love. Uh, I went through a dungeon that was a little bit too long, and had me thinking about dungeons. What makes a good dungeon in a game? Also, I hope a new feature in the beta of being able to pin five PlayStation games to home and to the home screen is a very good feature. I agree. Yeah. But just give us folders.
1: What makes a good dungeon?
0: Um. All right. Hold the chuckle. We're all adults here. Uh, Length matters. You don't want a dungeon. That's too long. You don't want a dungeon to feel too, uh, too short. You just want the perfect length. And I think a perfect length dungeon is 30 to 40 minutes. Um, One mid boss, one final boss. And I think a, a game that does it pretty right is destiny. Sure. You're in a strike. You're running it, and you're trying to clear it out. Or World of Warcraft is when I think of dungeons. Who do, who does it the best? Yeah. Um, they have to be varied. You know, they have to have a good theme. Um, That's
1: to me. That is the biggest thing for me when it comes yeah. to dungeons and games. It needs to be visually pleasing. Yeah. And it's got to be cool to go through. Yeah. I instantly, when I think of dungeons, I think of the original Dark Cloud, which I love, love, love that game. But those dungeons are like 10 floors of yeah. pretty much the same surroundings, just different alignment of rooms. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. No. It can't it just gets be boring very quickly.
0: Yeah. It can't be just room hallway, room hallway, room hallway. It no. has to be something different. There has to be challenging. Uh, yeah. Uh, enemies there to block you and the They're enemies doing is a good thing. one too
1: like i yeah. want them to to me i want them to match the dungeon yeah i think that the, again it's all about the visuals to me like yeah. they the, the 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 monsters in this dungeon can be the same monsters in the other dungeon stat wise
0: mm.
1: and code wise but if they look completely different and match each dungeon i'm fine that's yeah. great that's fine by me
0: also loot's got to be there man gotta oh have, yes you gotta have tiered loot Right? I'm, not,
1: I'm not playing through a dungeon and then at the end just getting rewarded with, with a single potion. Yeah. No thank you. No. I need something very good at the end of this thing.
0: Yeah. You know who technically does dungeons really well? Because I'm also thinking in an open world um, games Games like actually uh, Dying Light 2. When you go into a catacomb, everything feels unique. It's not feeling samey. Um, I really dig that. Uh, yeah.
1: Shout out to uh, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if I want to spoil it, put it in quotes.
0: Don't spoil but, anything.
1: But like the original horizon has some really cool dungeons.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: There you go. I know people are playing through it now, but like yeah. those dungeons were unique yep. and very cool to go through.
0: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. So uh, Any Day now writes in, I'm a current subscriber to the following Crunchyroll. PlayStation plus and PlayStation now with Spartacus coming around the corner. Hopefully. Do you think I've set myself up to lose money by paying individual subs when they might combine in, in the near future? Uh, Thanks. Love the show. Keep being awesome. Mm.
1: Why do you have to say it?
0: I have to say it. Bang yourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, in great Britain, that, that word's different. Sure. We may be offending people it's disgusting and derogatory <laughs> all right so uh, again cancel awesome dave because he started this movement no don't cancel awesome dave uh, absolutely not i got a word for him and it starts with the letter
1: <laughs> that's not a very banger way to, way to talk to awesome uh,
0: dave he, he gets it he's part of it all right <laughs> Uh, are you willing? I, I really hope they do like have like an ultimate service, but I do have a feeling any day now. Well, maybe you get to consolidate. Like if it's just a PlayStation and PlayStation now and you're like link both accounts and you get X, you know, uh-huh. amount of months of Spartacus. I feel like that would be dope. Well, here, here's the
1: thing I'm worried about. I'm good with PlayStation plus until like 2025. <laughs> Cause I buy them when they're on sale. Yep. So, like, I hope that when it gets, you know, moved over to Spartacus or whatever, that there is some g- sort of turnover with oh, all those months be. that I have already paid for. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But I do, th- I do think they need to consolidate everything into one thing for at yep. least have an option with all that there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. That said, that's all the questions we got this uh this week. Big week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um this was this was awesome. So thank you all so very much. Uh Kyle, anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here?
1: Sure. Me and my blue and pink dual sense you can find over at Mr. Twitter. Where did Twitter. you get them? <laughs> so I was uh, I had these pre-ordered through Amazon and yeah. they kept getting delayed. And I was strolling through Target with my nieces, and lo and behold, in the cabinet, I saw the colors. I'm like, you know what? Let me see if I can cancel those pre-orders real quick. And I was able to. I I picked them up right there. Hopefully, the purple one is is just as easy to find for me.
0: No, purple one's exclusive to the PlayStation Store.
1: Until Friday.
0: Oh, until Friday.
1: Until Friday. And then it's everywhere. That's what the fine print says on PlayStation Direct.
0: Oh, but you know how they lie, though. It's probably like a week afterwards.
1: I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. We'll see. We'll I'm
0: going we'll to try my best because uh, it's dope.
1: Yeah. You can find me on Mr. Kstep everywhere on Twitter, PSN, Xbox, all the things. Check out all the indie games coverage we do over at 61indie.com. S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E.
0: Nice. You can find me over at PS Trophy Room. You can fi- Sorry, you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit, make sure the Horizon giveaway. We are only five star reviews away from hitting 250 reviews in North America. That's awesome. And no matter where you are in the world, it really does help us out. Like we say it each and every week, it makes our day when we see five star reviews. It really does help keep us going because the grind's hard. The grind's difficult. And as we're two full-time employed boys, um, it's it gets tiring sometimes. So when we see those words of encouragement – It's so amazing. Uh, So, again, thank you all for already doing so. And for those in the future, thank you as well. Uh, Make sure you drop us a five-star review as well over on Spotify for the Elden Ring giveaway as well. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your what's about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys.